welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. We love a Linktree because it's got all the ways you can help support Block Talk. Visit linktree.com slash michaelblocktalk to click on the links. We've got a link to Redbubble where you can purchase all of your Block Talk merchandise from t-shirts to mugs to hoodies to totes available in a variety of styles. Another link has all the platforms you can listen to the podcast, plus links to PayPal and buy me a coffee should you feel the desire to tip a host. And as always, follow me on Instagram and TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterinthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Hello, hello, hello. We're visiting the land of Swedish fish and ABBA as drag races crash landed in Sweden. So what will we get from our sisters from Scandinavia? It's time to find out as we preview everything we know from drag race Sverige. Joining me blindly in this adventure are OG Fag and Miss Glacia. How are you? So good. Thanks for having us. Yes, thanks for having us. Very excited. Let- Listeners, I'm just saying it right now. I said it for the Drag Race Belgique podcast. I'm saying it now. Apologies for pronunciations. I, I, I am not, in fact, Swedish. Though I might have a little bit of Swedish lineage. We're going to find that out officially soon. Um, I don't know anything about Sweden. Except I like blonde twinks. That's all I know. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm Swedish like- by injection and that's about it. So... <laughs> But uh-huh, I'm like, Robin uh-huh. is Swedish, right? I'm like, I can get into a little Robin. Robin is, in fact, Robin is Robin Swedish. Robin is, in fact, Swedish. Icon. Uh, yeah, Icon. see, that's the thing. I know, I, I know Swedish music, like Robin Abba. and Abba and um, Ace of Bass. Um, I like Swedish fish. I know the Swedish chef. That's it. That's all I got. That's, that's all the I got extent of the knowledge. I know they're very, gonna... like, peaceful. They don't they, like to they, get they in conflict. Peaceful. They're 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 nice. Um, you're Hopefully, that's not going to be the but... case with this season, though. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I don't know much about Sweden, but I think that's the fun part about the international seasons is we get to mm-hmm. learn, we get to see their perspective on drag, their perspective on their culture, on on and everything queer, and that's why I'm excited for this season. Mm-hmm. Before we begin, I'm going to leave a disclaimer. <laughs> this is an entertainment podcast. We are discussing reality TV show characters as presented to us through reality television production. We are shown what the editing of a television show wants us to see. We react to what is presented. Yes, these are real people that have been given the opportunity to go on television to share their craft, but they have also put themselves in a position to be discussed. What is said in the podcast is for entertainment to discuss reality television show. So now that's there. And whatever we say is for entertainment purposes, because um, producers, you gave us nothing. Y'all gave us fucking nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> 45 seconds among multiple videos is all, all the footage we've gotten. Now, I, w- I will say that little teaser trailer that we got, I'm excited. Some of those looks mm-hmm. are fun. Yes. Yeah. I can't tell you who the fuck they are. Yeah, and that was my thing about it, too. I was, like, trying to watch the video, see who I could try and recognize from the promos, but some of the looks, which is great, like, they're so over the top in the promo that I'm, like, I'm very excited, no idea who you are. Right. Um, It's going to be fun. This is how, when we do the preview podcast, this is how Drag Race Italia season one was, where we got nothing. They gave you the photos, which were worse than any franchise in the history of the show's ever been. Um, (laughs) 
and that's it. So we were, me and Scout Sonner, we were just saying shit and we were wrong on everything. And that was the best part. So I'm excited to be wrong. My predictions and excitement points are probably going to be wrong. And that's why we love Jack. So true. Let's dive into the facts that we do know so far about um, Drag Race Sverige. I think it's Sverige. I don't know. We're going to find out. Um, listeners, please don't at me yet. Let me, let me hear it said once by our host, and then we'll go from there. But I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Every video that's been posted has not been actually said out loud. So I still don't know. Let's, let's um, say Sweden from this fine, one. We'll go to Sweden. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, for now, let's just do that. <laughs> Um, well, Drag Race Sweden will be hosted by Swedish drag artist, actor, and playwright Robert Fox. Uh, they will be joined by judges Faro Groff and Kaya Shakoni. All right. Um, what do we know about them? Exactly. Uh, so what I've learned is Robert Fox is actually a pretty big deal when it comes to the entertainment world. Um, they are a drag artist, but uh, kind of like uh, Fred Van Leer of Drag Race Holland, they are not a, primarily a drag artist with a drag name. They will be presenting drag on the main stage. Um, I believe uh, Faro Roth is a radio podcaster, as they call it. Um, so does that make me a radio podcaster? Can I go with that title instead of just podcast host? I yeah, and then you can, can be the host of next season. Replace Ross. Listen, I'm ready. Um, and then we have um, Kayo Shakoni, who is Nigerian, Swedish uh, singer, um, musician, dancer, actress, TV presenter. Um, so she seems fun, and it's the the, the 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 diverse hire of the cast. Very that. Yeah, but as I've said before. <laughs> us as Americans with that vantage point we have a specific vantage point and we want diversity that's a huge part of our culture I'm assuming that the reality I'm sure there's less way less of of white people yeah yeah (laughs) right so we have to accept that and understand that and and remove ourselves slightly from the reality of what the situation is um because then Mm -hmm. sometimes if you do put a a queen of color on the cast like drag race italia did and they become like the biggest bomb of the show it doesn't work out um so we'll see we'll see what this this turns out but we do have we do have some um contestants of color in the cast Mm -hmm. the series will launch on march 4th on svt in sweden and wow presents plus around the world um i don't know what svt is it might be a streaming service or it might be a channel i don't know (laughs) <laughs> more um, things we don't know about sweden <laughs> literally now drag race sweden is the first drag race franchise located in scandinavia which is kind of exciting um i've had people say why don't they just do a big like drag race scandinavia or um or drag race nordic countries I, it's because all the countries want their own version like they have their own markets like that's the whole thing it's like yeah, you don't say right. the voice asia you, you, each country has their own <laughs> thing um it is the eighth non-speaking English franchise after Drag Race Thailand, Drag Race Holland, Drag Race España, Drag Race Italia, Drag Race France, Drag Race Philippines, and Drag Race Belgique. Um, it is number nine if you include the Switch, which I still don't know if that's canon. I feel like it's I've not. seen some places that it is, but I do not consider it part of the Drag Race. That's how I feel. So that's how we're yeah. going to proceed with this podcast. Um, <laughs> because I used some information from the wiki 
And that's how I find out like all these stats and they include mm-hmm. the switch in it, but I'm not going to. Which means it is the 11th international installment following Thai, British, Canadian, Dutch, Spanish, Australian, and Italian, French, Filipino, and Belgian versions. Uh, just wait till the end of this year when that list gets like tripled. Right. <laughs> they just keep going. Now, the big thing here for Drag Race Sweden is it is the third franchise who have its own untucked following the oh, US yay. franchise and Philippines. Now, nice. um, this is going to be interesting. I watched Drag Race Philippines. <laughs> I watched all those untucked and I was like, yes, give me some. I'm watching Drag Race US season 15 and I'm like, fuck untucked. Give me a full episode. Yeah. Yeah. It's basically just like the. For me, they need to bring back two separate rooms so the queens can talk shit and then come together and air that shit. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. And it's just become this formula of like the, the guest judge walks in, they sit down. They say a couple words, they leave, the queens say who they think is in second place, <laughs> and then um, the queen who goes home gets their moment. And it's just boring at this point. I think mainly they need to bring back two different rooms, and that's, mm-hmm. that'll fix and it. And what's, oh, what's interesting is, I think Drag Race Philippines did it very well, where you got drama. They gave you the drama. They didn't talk about the shit that we see on the U.S. version, where it's very formulaic. They gave you the drama while they were eating food, which I hope Sweden gives them Swedish fish to eat while they're (laughs) each other. Um, Are Swedish fish actually from Sweden? Probably not. I don't know. Probably not. I I can't imagine that they are. Yeah, I apologize (laughs) if I'm being offensive to someone with Swedish. There is this great, or used to be a great, like Swedish candy store in the West Village. I forgot the name of it, but they had the best candy. Oh, yeah. That was well, the actually, Swedish fish. Wikipedia what? says that they are from Sweden. <gasps> there we go. There it is. I think oh, they right. had, I'm like, not being offensive. This place had like a different, like an off-brand Swedish fish. So that was good. <laughs> the knockoff. Yeah. Listen, but the, the with Swedish fish, only the red ones. I, when you have like the blue and yellow ones too, like no, it's just the red That's ones. That's like yeah. where you're trying to do too much. I agree. I agree. Um, but back to untucked. Um, I, I think what's the problem with the U.S. one is very formulaic. It's not adding anything to the show. Philippines did add a lot to the show, and it really did affect the main show. So I'm glad we had that extra time because uh, that was basically literally actually two hours of Drag Race content as opposed to here where those commercials mm-hmm. are just cut. Um, I don't know where we're going to get here from Drag Race Sweden with their Untucked. I do hope it is informative and helpful and a good addition. Otherwise, I will go back to my stance, put untucked within the show in the show yeah no because the u.s version just cut it just give me 90 minutes straight of the show and put mm-hmm. five minutes of untucked that's all we need now let's learn a little bit about lgbtq plus history in sweden shall we let's do it yeah sweden is regarded something. as one of the most progressive countries in europe and the world Same-sex activity was legalized in 1944, and the age of consent was equalized to that of heterosexual activity in 1972. Sweden became the first country in the world to allow transgender people to change their legal gender post-sex reassignment surgery in 1972. What were we doing? Why do we suck? (laughs) That's always the question. (laughs) In 2013, legislation allowing legal gender changes without hormone replacement therapy and sex reassignment was passed, which is a huge thing. Because I, I, is that, can we do that here? Is that that allowed? 
I don't know. I'm I'm not I'm not the authority. I don't know. Same. I'm like I don't know. They became the seventh country to legalize same-sex marriage in 2009 after partnership benefits became legal in 1995. Discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation has been banned since 1987 and on the basis of gender identity and expression since 2009. The Swedish Federation for Lesbian, Gay, Bisexual, and Transgender Rights, or RFSL, is one of the world's oldest LGBT organizations originating in October 1950, before Stonewall. Gay Pride in the capital of Sweden, Stockholm, started in 1998, and to accompany Pride events, there is a unique designed dog tag that is created specifically through a competition for each Pride. Um, And sometimes you get big name designers to design this dog tag, like Jean-Paul Gaultier. Wow. Um, I wish we had a fun little accessories to dance around in at Pride. Now... That's all we learned about uh, 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 LGBTQ plus rights in history. They're pretty good. I'm going to move there. Yeah, sounds like a great place to live right? for the queers. <clears throat> yeah, I'm like, let's all go there. Yeah, they've had it together for a minute. It just might be a little too cold for me. Might be a little too cold. <laughs> True. Yeah, and probably and I also darkness, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, the Aurora Borealis. I'm sure you get to see that. Also, I don't really like seafood, so I'm not sure I could actually... Uh, I don't either. Yeah, you might have a hard yeah. time then. <laughs> I might have some problems. I might have some problems. Now, let's let, let's discuss. Uh, we, I ask this every time I do a preview podcast, especially for a new season. It For me, the answer is always the same. What do you want to see on Drag Race Sweden? OG, what do you want to see? I'm... Um, I would say for me... I am really looking forward to the looks and bringing the culture, like the, you know, the more local flair of what drag looks like in that part of the world. Um, Always the runways and what the queens do on the runway with what they bring in terms of their outfits, all of that. That's my favorite part. So I'm really interested to see what they bring in that way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Ms. Felicia, what do you want to see? Yeah, definitely the culture um, is something I'm excited to see how like drag translates over there Um, with the language, with the seasons where I like don't understand the languages. I'm usually more most excited for the runways because it transcends words (laughs) and I'm usually less excited for like the acting challenges or whatever because a lot of it gets lost in translation, I think. So definitely some fierce looks is what I'm most excited for and just getting to know like Swedish drag. Yeah, I, I'm excited for all that. Like, that's obviously at this point, like, I, I want to learn, teach me, teach me, teach me. Um, but I think there are a lot of Swedish pop culture icons that we are familiar with that I don't, don't think we were going to realize until we watched the show and be like, oh, wait, that person's Swedish, that person has roots in Sweden. I'm here for it. Um, that being said, what are the chances of like a full midsummer um, runway? I am keeping my fingers crossed that that happens for sure because I would just scream and completely lose it. Like that would be so iconic. I want literally someone to come out as a bear and like let's have a (laughs) feel into like a whole floral moment. Like that would just be iconic. I think like I know like the movie is questionable for the Swedish culture, but come on, the art and drag that could come out of it really am mm-hmm. um also i'm saying it right now as one of the biggest stands on the planet 
I want an ABBA lip sync every fucking week. So we're definitely going to get me at least one. I'll never screw Robin, but yes, we we do want some. Uh, ABBA. Like it, it's either going to be week one where we're going to get the ABBA lip sync, or it's going to be the finale, and it's going to be like I, I, probably winner takes it all. Like that sounds like the right song to do for your winner finale, takes it all. Seems like it would be the finale, yes. but they'd also like have to do Dancing Queen, like don't they? Like there has to be some ABBA challenges. There, like I I I kid you not. Like is there anything bigger in Sweden than ABBA? Yeah, and I'm like, I'm just thinking about the way that Canada always goes back to Celine, and I'm like, that you know, then I feel like Sweden has to be doing a fair amount with ABBA, I would imagine. You know, it's like the staple, and they know it, so it's yeah, like, yeah, maybe it'll be that. like Canada, where the finale is always an ABBA song. Um, did you know that the band Rednecks are Swedish? I don't know. Do you the know band what the Rednecks, band Rednecks no. performs? No, I don't even think so. Yes, you do. It's called Cotton Eye Joe. Oh my gosh. Wow. Wait, that is hilarious. Could you imagine? Maybe That's they'll the do Cotton Eye Joe lip sync. Yeah, exactly. I'm kind of like, right now, I kind of want to see that. Now, we did have um, another Swedish pop star um, represented on Drag Race this past year. Do you think we will see uh, Tuvalu as a guest judge? Oh. I would love that. I love her. That'd be cool. That would also be really cool. Does she live in Sweden or does she live in America? I think she lives in her own world. That seems She definitely does. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I'm excited. Like, again, the music that comes out of Sweden is really freaking good. They do have really Uh, good music. I'm expecting some good lip syncs. Um, again, if you give me 10, 8, whatever, how many episodes we get of ABBA, I'm here for it. I'll take it. <laughs> Just um, ABBA every single week. <laughs> ABBA was robbed. Should have won album of the year and record of the year. Do not at me. Slightly a joke, but not fully a joke. Um, all right. <laughs> Let's dive into the queens. Um, to avoid any spoilers, rather than discussing the cast through predictions, we will go through the cast by excitement points TM. We have given the cast excitement points TM from nine for who we are most excited for and one for who we are least excited for. Yes, I had to adjust a couple things because I forgot there's only nine in this cast, not 10, because why nine? I don't know. Um, I have tallied up the points and we will go from who we are least excited for to who we are most excited for. Um, and we were almost unanimous at the top and the bottom. The top is wow. not unanimous, the bottom fully is, uh, which is Just- really telling. Just a disclaimer from Miss Felicia. I only base these off of their promo looks. Since I casted these votes, I have looked at their Instagrams and have formed different opinions. So my excitement points don't actually um, line up with how excited I am for each queen. But that's fair. It's, it's that's fair. That's, it some, somewhat correct, you know. It happens. Um, now, again, we don't have any meet the queens we don't have any videos we have promo looks there clearly is no theme to this promo Um, (laughs) what i will say is they probably use the literal same company that did the promo looks for season one of espana because the covered up podium is literally the same exact thing yeah i was like it's giving that very like that regional first season it feels very in that same family 
Um, not that living said, for this. Yeah, that being shoot, said, but... teal is everyone's background color. I live. That's my color. I loved it. I love teal too. I'm a teal gal. Let's start off who we're least excited for. Um, I apologize. I We don't know anything about you, but based on first impressions, I am sorry. We each gave one point to Almighty Aphrodite from mm-hmm. Motto Sweden. Now, there was some bios that were released through um, press releases, so I do have a bit of a bio for some of the queens. Okay. Love that. Yeah, Almighty. Here comes Sweden's drag goddess riding in on a dollar horse. And that's it. That's all I got. Um, now, a dollar horse, I did do some research on, is like a little totem. It's like a little um, horsey. And if you look at it, it looks very like Scandinavian. Mm-hmm. Now, Almighty performed in drag for the first time at Stockholm Pride in 2019 as Brianna Williams. She then felt like she needed something more campy. So she later chose Almighty Aphrodite in reference to the Greek goddess Aphrodite. She studies fashion design. She describes her style as minimalistic maximalism. Her favorite drag race contestant is Trixie Mattel, and she has wiped out her entire Instagram feed. So I think that's why we all are unanimous at giving her one point, because we have nothing to go on. Yeah. And I hated this look. This, this right. look is awful. And yeah, I have nothing um, else to see. So Yeah, I think I'm kind of like... I agree with that. I think Aphrodite fell the lowest for me just because there's not a lot to reference and find out. And also with the promo look, especially if you're a fashion student and all that, like I'm worried, I'm concerned. Yeah, I went to Chipotle today and I just whipped that out. Literally, that's what it is. Uh, Potato couture. Um, There are no designers listed here. And kind of going off the way you said, I I do my burning question for each contestant. And my burning question for her is, can the students school the veterans of the cast? And again, I'm a a little bit worried. We also are looking through this through an American lens. This could be like what the standard of drag is in Sweden. True. But then you look at based on the other queens, I I, kind of doubt that. (laughs) Um, But yeah, let's discuss this. Um, She's showing leg. Good for you that you can show leg. Um, she's got a glove on. I don't know what's on the other one. She's got very fun hair. Strappy. <laughs> I, I, I can't, I can't say that. I'm sorry. Girl, I, I'm sure you are on the sweetest on the planet. Um, but this is your first impression. Yeah. Well, I mean, unless it's strategic, right? Like maybe the wiping of right. social media and like the maybe not so hot first promo look like maybe she, she wants us to be socks, socks off you know like True. now li- listen she's playing we, 40 chess with us there there have definitely been drag race contestants who have changed personas given us different looks throughout time um like poppy princess poppy's copies can change used to be wiped out her entire social media to give us a brand new version of, of princess poppy so she was able to curate it um, doesn't help that I have all the photos from her past life, so I have. That. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like there, there, it's not unknown for this to happen. I'm just curious what we're missing. Like you can go back in time through the tagged photos, um, but oh. I didn't have the patience to do it because there was at least like five or seven, seven like scrolls that were still. Oh, just it's all like so. I was like, yeah, I'm not sorry, promo looks. Um. Yeah, again, it's very interesting. It does look like baby drag. Not yeah. a bad thing, just it's, an, a, it's something to note. 
Um, I'm going to give this look a boot. I'm sorry, Almighty Aphrodite. My top boot of the promo for me. No, G. Tudor boot. I, definitely a boot for me. Audience agrees. Um, 10% to 90% boot. Uh, to the very few that were very nice, I applaud you. I'm sure Almighty Aphrodite will appreciate it. Um, but again, I want to be wrong here. Almighty Aphrodite, if you don't go home first, I am excited for you to slay the house down boots. Yeah, turn it. Yes. All right. Are we ready for our next contestant? Let's do it. I am. Um, I gave her four points. OG is at four points here. And Miss Felicia, two points. It is our Kaiwi kinky and chaotic. Your international mean queen, Indigo, is here straight from Tokyo. Uh, she was born in Sweden, lives in Tokyo. Uh, Indigo's eight-year-old self wanted to be called Diego on MSN, uh, which for those who don't know is basically um, the international version of AOL. Uh, based on a character from a movie, but did not remember the name and instead wrote Indigo. Uh, Indigo is bisexual. Her favorite Drag Race alum include Trixie Mattel, Jimbo, Lawrence Chaney, Mistress Isabel Brooks, Jinx Monsoon, Rock'em Sakura, and Kimchi. She is known for making remixes of famous YouTubers and memes on their account. Her most viral was called Big Chungus, which I believe has 8.6 million views. Um, and Indigo is the first Drag Race contestant to be based in Tokyo. Fun oh. fact. Um, Miss Felicia, you are not yes. here for her, your initial um, uh, 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 predictions here, your, your initial yeah. Why not? And in my current one, too. Um, I don't like her look. I mean, she gives it, like, this is talking about, like, her, she did a good job of, like, showing who she is in this promo. So props very to her creative. for that. She gives, like, very, like, scene girl. Um, I just think it looks really cheap. And she wears this, like, creepy fetish bodysuit thing that has, like, genitals. Like, not just a breastplate, but she wears, like, the full body one. Uh gives me the creeps i don't know <laughs> not into it that's that's about all i have to say no g is indigo more your style i think so and i think that's why she felt like a little bit higher for me but i agree though when i was looking through her social media i was like oh it's a lot of like the same color like there's a lot of pink it's just pink, constantly yeah. so it made me kind of think what is going to be the rest of the body of work like is that her thing or is it just what she was feeling for a lot of what she posts on social media I do I like hate to be that person too especially because I don't wear anything that's like glamorous by any means but it her drag does look a little cheap like the wigs look cheap the outfits themselves there's a little bit of leather is like not a yeah yeah exactly and it's not like in a way that to me reads as campy or purposeful like if that makes sense it seems like it's just a little cheap so I was in I I feel a little bit mixed and that's what's so interesting for me because my burning question is can a mean queen get a viral victory in Sweden and I don't know because what I see here reads very Kylie very Japanese and I think maybe her perspective has has that more of a Japanese perspective um, which we've not necessarily seen in the world of drag race aside from the Asian flares of like someone like Rock'em Soccer who really dives into that culture head first. Um, mm-hmm. So she could be giving you the uh, wish.com version of that. I don't know, we'll find out. 
Um, but I do think it's it, it's cool to see this kind of different perspective. But yeah, um, if this was just like a raver girl out on a Saturday night, um, I would believe you and not a drag race queen. Yeah, like, do you know the millionaires? I don't. Explain. Who are they? Okay, they're like this duo who are performers. Um, they were on the Bad Girls Club one season, so like oh. a moment ago. <laughs> but it's very that vibe. One of them is named Melissa Marie. And it's very, it, they feel very similar in terms of like aesthetic and all of that. And like they're big like emo, like they wear giant bows on their heads. So they're like a little bit gothy and rocky, but like also very cutesy. So it's actually giving me that kind of energy, which I can absolutely get into. But yeah, I'm like, I have to see more. Absolutely. Um, I couldn't tell if this was like a repurposed version of... Um a promo look from like other things that she's had because again like a lot of her looks are very very similar yeah um but i'm gonna give this a soft too because i do know who she is based on this promo um yes she's wearing this dress on a post from october right oh yeah <laughs> it is repurposed um i boot it i boot it i'm going to toot it as well because i really did enjoy it yeah so i'm giving it a toot still Audience, 68% to 32% boot. Next up. It's Antonina Nutshell from Liverpool, originally from Ostersund, Sweden. The curvy chameleon from Norland has returned from Great Britain to compete on Sweden's drag race. She's ready to show Sweden and the rest of the world her joy, humor, and delightfully sprawling drag style. Now, my burning question for her is she's bringing you British drag mixed with everything you love about Sweden. Will this camp queen serve it hot, hot or cold? Um, OG, do you think Antonina is on Drag Race Sweden because she did not get cast on Drag Race UK? You know, it could no, be. I'm not trying to be shady. I'm being honest here. Yeah, no, exactly. I'm like, listen, if you're someone who wants to be on the show and you've got multiple avenues to try and do it, why not, right? Like, why not just do them, put it yeah. out there? So, like, imagine if we got Brooklyn Heights on Canada instead of season eleven. Like, I mean, like there there could have been the possibility where Rose could have been on Drag Race UK because yeah. of her Scottish yeah, heritage. Exactly. Uh, Lemon technically could have been on Drag Race US because she has dual citizenship. Like there's yeah, possibilities. She started dragging you. Got the opportunity. Yeah, that do doesn't it. feel so, like a shady Antonina. thing to be asking. Right. Um, what I will say is, and as I put on my uh, social media, and she enjoyed it. Um, spot the difference between her and Arancha Casilla La Mancha from Drag Race España, wearing this. basically the same exact promo look, doing mm -hmm. a similar pose on the fucking podium. Um, Very similar. That being said, it looks like Jimbo in like Arancha drag. <laughs> <laughs> literally, literally. Um, now, Antonina Nutshell is a pun based on her real name. I do not know what her real name is, so I can't tell you what the pun is. Um, her favorite Drag Race alumni include Alaska, Spanky Jackson, Maxi Shield, Jinx Monsoon, James Mansfield, Danny Beard, and Kitty Scott Claus. And based on those she names, I can tell you exactly. She said camp. I can exactly tell you who she's <laughs> going to be, and she's going to give you camp, yes. which is fully up my alley. I had her at five, OG at six. And again, um, Miss Felicia just hates campy queens. Three points. <laughs> I don't, I don't hate campy queens. She's just at this point. Uh, yeah. 
She gives me the most basic drag I've ever seen. Uh, sorry about it. I'm like really not excited. Like nothing is interesting to me about her, about what I'm seeing on her Instagram, unfortunately. But maybe she'll prove me wrong. She, her Instagram is one of those where it's no like, quote unquote, professional photos. It's a no, lot of yeah, like selfies and like gig photos, yeah, which is very fine. Bad. Um, uh, but I relate to her in the style of drag that she wants to present. And that's what I think I'm excited about. Um, mm-hmm. Do I wish that this look could have been elevated fully? Um, but at least she's giving you monochromatic well done. Yeah, I mean, that that is a good point. Because I feel like, honestly, looking at her Instagram and yeah, like you said, clearly not something that's managed in a very clean professional way, all of that, like some people choose to do. Um, it doesn't always seem like she can pull an outfit together, but she does seem like she tries a lot and tries like different things. So from that perspective, she ended up being someone I was a little bit more excited to because I also figured there were probably campy elements to her and all of that. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed that this promo look isn't just giving her the full justice and that she's going to have a lot more happening. Absolutely. And again, like we, we have to be honest with ourselves. We don't really know what the Swedish drag scene looks like. We have an idea now of what the British drag scene looks like. And it is pretty competitive. Um, so she must know how to push herself to be able to um, keep up with some of the big names of Liverpool, like Danny Beard and the Vivian. Mm-hmm. And also not everything's about the look. Like maybe she's an amazing singer comedian i don't know what she does yeah i have a, i have a feeling she's probably going to be your live singer she'll probably be your yeah comedian. Right? um yeah there might be other campy queens in this cast but farm first lance she is the the head honcho of camp right also i love setter jean so enough with the narrative that i hate campy queens <laughs> i hate sloppy campy queens and Sarah's Jean is absolutely not a sloppy campy queen. She serves except for that Miss Picky Kermit the Frog. Which is still her, she loves it. Um, if you haven't listened to my um, DragCon UK 2023 Part One interview series, you can hear my little interview with Sarah's Jean. It's really good. Um, yeah, so much fun, so much fun. This look, uh, there are no designers listed. Um, maybe Dolls Kill. I don't know. I'm still going to give it a toot. <laughs> I'm going to boot this one, too. Sorry, I keep on skipping you. (laughs) But I boot it. I boot it. Sorry. Yeah, and I am also going to boot this. It's just not doing enough. Audience, 40% to 60% boot. So, yeah, kind of on your side. Now, we're going to have four contestants here. They're both, there's two contestants with 15 points, two at 17 points. We're going to do it who I gave more points to. So that's where <laughs> we're going to go. Um, All right. So right now... <laughs> it's your show, listen, your rules. <laughs> yeah, you do what you want. <laughs> literally. Um, this person I gave five excitement points for OG6 and Miss Felicia... No, I'm sorry. OG at eight. Oh. No. Well, let me, let's, let's go back here. This person I gave three <laughs> excitement points for. Miss Felicia for OG is the highest at eight. I'm a queen from Varnamo, Sweden, currently in Stockholm, Sweden. 
Her bio is a storyteller served in a maximalist package. I'm a queen is everything and more. All right, some notes that I found on the wiki. I'm a queen came after many drag names such as Brunetta Brown, Cleopatra Sparkle, and Diva Strauss. Ima was performing as a drag duo with her boyfriend at the time, and she was the more elegant and queen-like one. So she decided to call herself I'm a Queen as a play on I'm a Queen. She moved to Stockholm around 2015. She won the title of Arts Drag at the QX Gay Gala in 2022. Her favorite drag race queens include Bianca Del Rio, Cheddar Gorgeous, and Kimchi. And she is the sixth contestant to have Queen as their quote-unquote last name following... Bob the Drag Queen from Drag Race Season 8, Mama Queen from Drag Race Holland, Killer Queen from Drag Race Espana, Utica Queen from Drag Race 13, and Evil Queen from Drag Race Philippines. All right, are we ready for the um, House of Queen Drag Race? House of Queen. My burning question, perhaps the most alternative of the bunch, can I'm a Queen prove that being a bit offbeat is perfect as the first drag race superstar? It's possible. OG, I think you think she can. Yes. Well, exactly. And I'm like, this is another one that, of course, you know me. It's like the all t- totally their own unique vibe person is one of my favorites. Um, and I just feel like that's what it is. I just feel like there's so much potential there. Like, you know, granted, again, we don't get too much from the like actual platform for the show just yet with in terms of what they've released. But looking over her Instagram, like there's just such range. It's so creative. It's a little bit out there. Sometimes it's maybe a little bit too much, but, and so I'm worried about maybe channeling that into a competitive environment. Like we know that's sometimes a struggle for them, but, you know, I'm just like definitely very keen and seemed like one of the most interesting people to me. So that's why I scored I'm a so high because I'm just like the one of the most intrigued by what she's bringing. Absolutely. Miss Felicia, what are your thoughts? Yeah, she's one of the queens that I would have rated higher um, if I had seen her, like, Instagram before post p- sending in my points. Um, she has some really cool looks. Her makeup mm-hmm. is, like, very... She has does really cool stuff with her eyes, and just in general, her makeup's, like, good. So I'm definitely excited to see what she brings. The looks are hopefully going to be cool, interesting, unique. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, let's talk about this promo look. There are no designers listed. Um, I mean, we, we, we made the jokes about Midsummer, but she's giving you flower realness right here. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that she's playing with the Swedish flag colors. I wish mm-hmm. the dress was longer so we didn't see Hit the floor. Forms. Is it pants? Uh, it's pants, um, right? No, that's a dress. It's, a, it's like it's a bodysuit? over a... Um, yeah, she's got a bodysuit on, but it's a dress over it. It does um, almost so have that pants, though. I thought it had two separate legs. Maybe. But Isn't in the pants? picture Let's behind see. you, she's sitting, and, and it I does think not. It's look a like dress, pants. yeah. So I think so, it's a dress, yeah. but it's like bodycon on top oh, under it. Um, but again, okay. like the colors are just brilliant, and unfortunately, they have this blue background that it kind of like melts into. But that face, it, your eyes go straight to it, and that's a really cool, really cool beat. The gloves are cool with yeah. the nails. Um, OG, I feel like you're going to replicate it one day. (laughs) Like very that, like, you know, and I think that's probably what drew me to her too. Like that is very something that I would likely wear. Like the headpiece thing is so interesting. I love that. I also always wear a glove. So I'm Mm -hmm. like, 
the gloves, they got me right there too. That's my gig. So yeah, it was just checking all of the boxes for me and my aesthetic and what I usually gravitate towards. My morning question, perhaps the most alternative of the bunch. Can I'm a queen prove that being a bit offbeat is perfect as the first drag superstar of Sweden? Mm-hmm. That's going to be part of the challenge because like we have to remember like whoever wins is the representative of the franchise for right. years and years to come. Um, if this is what Swedish drag is, absolutely give her the crown. If it's not, I think she's going to have a little bit of a battle to fight because there are definitely a lot more queens in this group that we haven't gotten to who are a little more mainstream. Yeah, and I think that's what it is. I think sometimes drag race becomes about trying to find how your brand aesthetic matches to a competition setting. And sometimes it doesn't, and sometimes that's okay. You know, so it's like, it's, it's sort of a balance in that way. Yeah, I can see her being this alt queen giving you amazing looks that just like, don't necessarily fit inside the box of the challenge and they're going to get read for that kind of like how like a Hugasio was read for that um, mm-hmm. brilliant looks didn't fit the brief um, right, right. that's my concern here but that being said this look so good I'm giving it a toot mm-hmm. definitely a toot for me as well I toot it I love the headpiece I wish it hit the floor and I'm not crazy about the heel but otherwise, I do really like the look. The headpiece is my favorite to, part. Yeah, I agree. That's why I wanted to hit the floor because those heels are not it. Those are like, uh, I have nothing else to wear. I'm just going to put these on. They don't match. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's move on to our next queen. I gave her seven uh, excitement points. So she's in my top three. Miss Felicia at five. OG below us here at three. It is Electra from Holvikin, Sweden. The royal beauty of Scania, Electra is a brilliant small town star in a humorous luxury packaging. I don't know what that means, but I'm sure we're going to find out. The name Electra was chosen by her 16-year-old self, thinking the name was unique, exotic, and mysterious, which leads us to the fact that she is now the fourth queen from the Drag Race franchise to be named Electra. Following Electra Shock from Drag Race Down Under, Electra Friends from Drag Race UK3, and Electra Bionic from Drag Race Italia. Her favorite contestants include Trinity of the Tuck and Envy Peru. And with my burning question being, she's the makeup diva of the season that happens to be trade as well. Will she paint her way to victory? Um, I think it's very Is possible. she the makeup I'm... diva of the season? Says who? She is because she's like an actual makeup artist. Um, mm-hmm. okay. as you pointed it might not out, be translating in drag too much. That's fair. Um, but she is trade. Like, if you look through that Instagram, oh my god! Yeah, she's a cute boy, definitely. Um, Robin, as her Instagram still has, I'd be like, maybe should adjust a little bit. That's fine. Never mind, Miss Felicia. What do you think? I'm so not impressed. Again, sorry. I don't like the makeup. I'm looking at this one picture where she looks like Nebraska. Thunderfuck. Um. Which, you know, um, and yeah, the promo look, the corset is like so loose fitting. Like, mm-hmm. I don't like, I, I love the color palette of it. She looks pretty in the picture. Um, I'm, I'm not impressed though, unfortunately. Sorry. Oh, gee, you're not impressed. You, you don't, you only gave her like three excitement points. Why? I hate the promo look so much. Like, because it's literally the corset, it, yeah, it's like just the corset. It really doesn't look like it fits the best. And then there's just all kinds of fabric like coming out from every direction. It just, so that was already just not great. And then I think too, 
with having such limited content to go off of, it's really hard to judge. And like even her Electra official Instagram, there's plenty of things on there that are not drag. So it's like hard to really like, feel like <laughs> you can judge and reference, <laughs> you know, what to expect when someone is just posting a lot of like boy pics, you know, like, so I think that's what it is. We're talking about first impressions here and it's not giving me something that I'm looking forward to seeing necessarily. Listen, if we're going, if we're playing the game of excitement points, show me those boy pics. I'm here for it. <laughs> like, <I'm> here. <laughs> we, um, when we, when we sent in the excitement points, I accidentally named her as Robin just cause like, that's the name that came up. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, obviously clearly there's like some branding issues going on she needs to get it together. That's Hopefully. how it feels. Yeah, and it's interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to learn about her story because for those who watch Drag Race Italia 2, um, Scandalove is a very similar situation when it comes to their social media presence where they re-emerged in drag to be on Drag Race season, uh, Italia season two and their social media presence is focused more on their boy self and their boy business in hair and, and makeup and all that stuff. Uh, so it could be a very similar situation here. Again, we don't know because there's nothing out there to tell us. Right. Um, I love the color story of this uh, promo look. I love pastels, but I will agree. And everyone who listens to the podcast knows I hate an exposed corset more than anything. <laughs> um, and it's oh, it, like, no. if it was purple, I would have maybe given it a half pass. And if it was like cinching her in at all, it's yeah, like, it's like, uh-uh. it's, it's not because wider. it's the, Right, because the fabric's bunching up around it. Exactly. Um, if it was a purple or a lilac, I would have been fine with it. But because it's pink and there's no other pink in the, the look, then I'm like, wait, why? Why? Yeah. Um, yeah. But I do like it. I do appreciate it because there's, there's, I don't know. I don't know. There, I, I, maybe I'm blinded by the trade of it all. Um, I think you might be. I think so. I think so. <laughs> yeah, you have the trade brand. goggles on. <laughs> I do. I surely do. Listen, I mean, she's not even a blonde twink, so I don't even know why. Um, I'm still hoping what? that the entire pit crew is blonde twinks. Come on, give me that, <laughs> please. Um, but I'm excited. I, 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 I do have hope in her um, because she does fit that mold of drag race that feels like she will go far because she's camera ready. And that's huge. That's huge for the franchise. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give this look a toot. It's getting a, it. yeah, it's getting a serious boot from me. The audience, 75% to 25% boot. They oh my gosh. I have questions mm. for the audience. It's those trade goggles. Exactly. Maybe, maybe. I'm like, no way. All right. So our next two queens, again, tied at 17 points apiece. So technically they're third place, but we're going to go in the one I gave the least amount of points to first. Then we'll go to the one I gave more points to. Um, and we're kind of like almost unanimous here. I gave this one six points. Felicia, six points. OG, five points. It is Fontana, mm-hmm. uh, the Swedish Brazilian beauty, tears the house down with her Latin dance moves. Moving from Brazil all the way across the world to Sweden alone shows that Fontana has the courage to fight for her dreams. And you know what? They're coming true. Fuck rookies. Fontana comes from her real last name. She has watched every episode of every season of every Drag Race franchise. Welcome to the club, sis. Her favorite Drag Race alumni include Raja, Shangela, Sasha Valor, Plastic Tiara, and Kennedy Davenport. She is a fan of the song Firework by Katy Perry and the cartoon Sailor Moon. 
And she is the oh, second yeah. official Rue girl from Brazil, following Miss Abby OMG from Drag Race Holland. My burning question is, can this Brazilian Spitfire dance her way to the top? Miss Felicia, what do you think? I mean, hopefully she's stunning. She's gorgeous. Her mm. body is killer. Like, the mug is right. And if she can dance, like, even better, like, you know. So I'm excited. Um, I don't want to, like, speculate, but, like, she looks so femme. <laughs> like, m- maybe she's a cis girl. I don't know. Maybe she's trans. I don't know. N- not my place yeah, to speculate, not- but she looks gorgeous like stunning so i'm excited she is I love uh, now og queen. watching the little teaser trailer you will note that she is wearing that look here in the teaser trailer do you think it's probably a dance outfit she wears for like a uh, uh, uh talent show or something yeah i would have to imagine because like it's clearly very you know, dancer, pop star type of vibes. I agree. I mean, like she is completely stunning. She is like probably one of, if not the most beautiful, I think in terms of her makeup skills and all of that from the cast yeah. and the photos that we've seen so far. Um, I was also seeing on her Instagram that she was apparently a finalist for Sweden's Got Talent. So I'm Ooh, imagining there's wow. like, again, the pop star, the dancey vibes, all of that. So I'm just curious if she's going to be able to do more than just look beautiful and dance, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, obviously she is um, Brazilian, so it's good to have a little bit of diversity in the cast. Um, I, I, I think this is an exciting opportunity to see what she's going to do because this look, she actually has designers and they're pretty good designers that have designed for a lot of other drag artists uh, from Drag Race. The corset and arm pieces are by Peter England. Wings, necklace, panties by WS Design. Hair by Stephen Austin. Uh, so yeah, these are Drag Race um, collaborators. I mean, it's it, it fits. Like you're give, she says she's Brazilian in this look. Like I, she is going to kind of all. Yeah. Could the backpack be bigger? Of course. Um, but there's only so much um, you can bring to Drag Race nowadays. Right. I mean, this is the promo, though. Yeah. Oh, wait, but you I said mean, she's wearing it on the show. I, yeah, I believe she is wearing it on the show and based on the preview uh, teaser trailer. Um, but yeah, she looks like a little Spitfire. I think she is mm-hmm. going to be very, very exciting to watch um and i again like we're gonna get to see some brazilian culture infused here we're gonna get to see it matched with uh swedish culture and yeah that's that's so exciting yeah i'm excited for her um it's a toot me me. too definitely i love the arm piece the the left arm yeah that's kind of yeah kind of kind (laughs) of Not um, the like, do I, I buff bracelet <laughs> the little wristlet do i wish she was a little more corseted a little bit but let's remind mm-hmm. ourselves most dancers can't really corset too much because then you can't dance yeah it's yeah, not like she's dancing in this photo shoot though yeah and i think that's what it was for me too like there were some parts of it that seemed a little bit more basic but i definitely think this is a toot for sure like she looks yeah. amazing the the you know back piece is so much fun the arm thing is great so still a toot um i mean if you will look at the photo of the cast behind me she got that rupaul arm perfectly she 100 she has watched this show she Absolutely. has watched this show 
She said, I'll um, be the yeah, host next um, season. Yes, exactly. <laughs> She's like, wait, I'm going to host Drag Race Brazil. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> um, this look is amazing. The audience, 93% toot, 7% boot. Wow. All right. Top two, top two, top two. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry, top three. We still have yeah, the, I was uh, like, the other person here. Three. Um, it, 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 so the other person that tied here, I have eight with seven points for. I'm very excited for her. Miss Felicia, seven. Kind of excited for her. OG two points. No, not 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 here for Vanity Bane. Um, from you said two points. Sweden. Wow. Um, now currently in Stockholm, her bio says the claws are sharpened and the shoes are polished. Start your engine, girls, and drive for God's sake. Don't know what that means. Now, with a name like Vanity Bane, she has to serve it hard every week. Will she be more than a little queen? That's my burning question. We're gonna find out. Vanity comes from the Christina Aguilera song of the same title. Her favorite drag race queens include Raven, Adore Delano, Monet Exchange, and Katya. And she is the second queen from the drag race franchise to be named Vanity, following Vanity Milan from Drag Race UK3 and Canada vs. the World. Vanity. I mean, again, you got to be good if your name is going to be Vanity. Yeah. I think she's going to be good. I'm excited by her. Everything that I've seen so far, I, I, this is someone who seems fun. Um, but oh gee, you're you're not so much. No, because like for me, I saw the promo and I feel like it's basic and like something that people are just doing all the time. And like if you also look at her Instagram, there's a like same exact thing where it's a bodysuit underneath with like the shoulders and the thing over. So it's just, it doesn't necessarily feel like it's giving a lot of originality. And I'm like, there's a lot of her Instagram too, that seems to be sort of Gaga based, which is cool. Like, do, you know, do all that. But I think I'm just, it didn't really stand out for me. I was like, oh, okay. Like it's a, you know, twink doing this. Okay. Like it just feels like it's very things that we've seen before in a lot of ways. So I hope that I'm proved wrong, but yeah, it's just not the most stellar first impression for me. And that's fair. I think what you don't find exciting is what I find exciting with potential because she does mm. fit that mold of what a drag race winner could be because it is very mainstream and internationally um, created. But yeah, sure. have we seen a twink wear this look before? Probably. Absolutely probably. I mean, Miss Felicia probably has it, right? I have like a similar shoulder piece in green plaid, though. Um, but you are excited for Vanity. Why are you excited? Um, this look wasn't my. I mean, we've seen like the chap with the the shoulder piece Literally. thing before. But it, so I agree with you on that. But I I think it looks good. It looks polished and put together. Now looking at her Instagram has me like more excited. Her makeup is like stunning. She does like. I feel like she doesn't really have one type of look that she always goes to yeah she does do like the pop star gaga thing a lot but i think she also has like a lot of edgier stuff too that has me excited and then she has this video of her doing like a bunch of character illusions and they're like really good um so that's fierce yeah, so she's definitely the makeup artist here yeah um, they just um, also just did her fucking dirty with this uh, solo promo photo because there's zero expression. Or like eyes face. are half closed. Yeah. But then you look at like the photo behind me of the cast, that's personality. Like I see yeah. a character yeah. in there. Um, yeah. So they yeah, really did her dirty. Yeah. Cause I think that's what I struggled with. I think looking at 
the solo image, it's not giving a lot. So I think that factored into the way that I scored her was just what we were presented with. Absolutely. Okay, um, now, yeah. again, when it comes to, to the look, I think it's polished. It is derivative, but I think she is also very lucky that it's a blue background. I think if you had a different color background, it may not pop as much as it is. Again, mm -hmm. yellow, blue, it's, it's the right color combo, especially for Sweden. Um, but I, I, I like it, so I will give it a two. I feel like we saw Beverly Kills wearing something very similar to this. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There we go with the twinks again on this look. Yeah. <laughs> I literally, I like, I like it enough. It's a toot for me. <laughs> yeah, for me, this was just like another, there's no way. It's like, it's just uh, channeling almost Michelle Visage a little bit. I'm like, it's a bodysuit, you know? I'm like, so there's that mm -hmm. element. And then it also, I think because of the, just the pattern and the way that the shoulders go up, it also makes me think of, when the queens come out on the runway and they're like, it's giving with Vivian Westwood and just like all of them. <laughs> I'm like, girl, I'm whatever, we're gonna go glad. Like, this is proud to say Vivian like, Westwood. Yeah, exactly. Like, just we were gonna not mention her name this entire shoulder. segment. Yeah, it's just yeah. like, it's it was giving too much of that vibe and yeah, just not doing enough. It's a boot. Audience, they kind of liked it. 80% toot, 20% boot. All right, top two, baby, top two, top two. Um, now, this person would be ranked higher, but I'm the one who changed it, uh, giving her two excitement points. Um, OG at seven excitement points, and Miss Felicia, nine. For a I would have knocked her machine. down one or two, if, if we're being clear, but yeah. <laughs> now her She's bio, so high. Her bio, does she make you horny, baby? All the way from Berlin comes Sweden's sexiest devil, Santana Sex Machine. Santana comes from the character Santana Lopez from Glee, while Sex Machine comes from when her brother's ex-girlfriend asked her if she was a transformer when meaning drag queen. <laughs> Thank you, Wiki, for telling us that. Uh, she is part of the House of Sex Machine based in Berlin. One time, her bully from school came to see her perform and apologized to her after the show. And her favorite Rue girl is Bimini Bon Boulash, which makes all the sense here. I see it. All yeah. right. So my burning question is, she may be a look queen, but can Santa bring it all to the various challenges that Drag Race has to offer? And that's my fear here, because I think she's going to give you the looks. Um, I just don't know if I see any personality here, but this just may be the promo look. Um, Felicia. Yeah. Excited. Not as excited as you were, but you're still Not excited. as excited as I Well, I really liked her promo look. It was, like, very unique in context to them. Um, I think she would have fit in with, like, the season 15 promo well. Um, but I really, I, yes. I liked this look. And then looking at her Instagram, she's, like, very editorial, mm -hmm. very, like, fashion. The makeup is, like, alien runway model kind of thing so you know i think the looks are going to be cool um yeah like you said how is she going to perform we'll have to wait and see now og i think this is the kind of girl that you would kiki with oh a hundred percent and especially when you were then saying that she really enjoys bimini i was like yes because that i absolutely love bimini too so now it makes even more sense that i'm very excited for her um yeah i mean just like 
her, she seems to have a lot of range, a lot of ideas, a lot of different approaches to makeup and just switching it up with her drag. So I agree. I think sort of the fashion, the editorial nature of a lot of it, and that's what really has me excited. But yeah, exactly. I think the tricky piece here is what is the personality going to actually be like and how does that approach really translate? Because I think thinking back on Bimini, right? Like she really struggled with that for a lot of the show until it got closer to the end and then she nailed it. But it's like one of those things- It was literally COVID helped Bimini. Bimini would not be Bimini if if the show didn't have to pause itself. Yeah, essentially. So it's kind of like, what would it look like then? Bimini, Bimini was only bad the first week. And then after she was really good. Oh yeah, I mean she I, definitely had a glow up from from COVID and like she benefited the best, but let's not act like she was like busted busted before. Like oh, her no, first no, week she was rough, busted. But then yeah, exactly. but then like ever since she was like on the rise and like the clear winner of the season, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I felt the same way. By the end, I was a convert and I really thought Bimini should have won as well. I really wanted her to. Um, but yeah, but exactly. So I'm kind of like, I'm curious to see knowing like we were saying not saying Bimini was busted but just like the fact that (laughs) it did take a little bit maybe of the pandemic and the pausing and filming to really put her at full strength and that time away was really valuable seemingly like what would it look like for someone who has a similar vibe um, in the case of Santana to be able to just try to translate that all the way through and be pretty much successful and on it for just the entire season you know right um, let's talk with the look. No designers listed. What is she pulling on in um, this solo photo? Like, are they straps? Is she is that like helping her get cinched? Like, what is what is she pull? They, they look like, like life vests. Like, oh, like some drawstring kind of things. Yeah. Oh, they're like this. They're the strings that are like tying right. the thing together. But why? I don't think it's actually I, it's doing a anything. Weird photo. It's a moment. It's fashion. Yeah, it's fashion. If you have to ask why, the answer is just it's fashion. It's fashion. I mean, this look is fashion. Those heels are um, kind of incredible because of that silver part. Um, I, like you said, Felicia, this is perfect for season 15. Um, uh, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's not necessarily what I love in drag, but I see a perspective here, and that's important. Yeah. I like I it. It gives me like Yuri guy. The yeah, the yeah, horn, especially if that's like her thing. She's like, are you horny? Give us or who, horns. Whoever I, wrote I, it I was like, like, she's wearing horns. But no, she's she definitely seems unique. She definitely feels like she could be like that edgier version of like a Keta Minaj. Um, my little pony, like giving you looks. I feel like both of them were pretty avant-garde. edgy. You you do, yeah. That's fair. That's fair. But I she she's giving you a little. Maybe it's this look. She's definitely a little, like a little more edgy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, she definitely stands out amongst the rest of the cast because she's sure. giving you a different style. Yeah. Of alternative drag. Um, definitely. So that's exciting. I'll give it a two. I definitely toot it. Yeah. Yeah, and I I do as well. Definitely a toot. Audience loved it. 90% to 10% boot. Mm-hmm. All right. We 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 were almost unanimous here at our number one. I gave I would have put I would have put her OG, first. I'm so sorry. I should have. I fucked it all up. 
Felatiate 8. It's Admire Thunder Pussy. Um, Admire Thunder Pussy is a glam concoction made of all things sweet, salty, and everything in between, and it's here to ease your childhood traumas. Nothing can stop this glittering, steamrolling drag queen. Just that statement alone, I was like, I'm excited for this bitch. Yeah. And Mira started doing drag in high school. Uh-huh, and came up for the first time with her drag name as an online username on the school's computer. Admira is a combination of her real first name and last name, then added Thunder Pussy because it just felt right. <laughs> her first drag performance in school was created by Swedish fashion designer Krister Lindor. Uh, she makes around 90% of everything she wears on stage. Her favorite contestants from the franchise are Brenda LaCreme, Bianca Del Rio, and Jinx Monsoon. And then I was like, wait, now I'm confused. Who the fuck is this bitch? Is she a look queen? Is she a comedy queen? Or is she going to be both? Uh-huh. But my burning question, the bitch is beat and polished. Does she uh-huh. have the full package to be the inaugural winner? I think she does. Mm-hmm. I think she does. Like, this is giving me Carmen Ferrala vibes. I'm getting into She gives me, vibes. she looks like Amanda Lepore. Yes. Um, so she's true. giving you that. But, like, just um, glamour, I, just I'm stunning. I'm excited uh, by this bitch. Oh, gee, what is it about Admira that is getting, getting you all turned on? Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, I think just you go to, well, first of all, like, the promo is really really strong it's probably one of if not the best but then also when you go to her social media it's like it's just so polished so together it really does seem like someone who's already ready to be on that international platform and to potentially represent the franchise just so completely stunning and even some of it I think gives a little bit of the potentially funny personality elements all of that like here and there so that's kind of sprinkled in and I think just the fact that she makes so much of what she wears herself like that's a huge component too so yeah it's really she is totally giving those vibes of the total package absolutely and like again the look is very classic drag but it still feels modern and updated and, and fashionable. Yes. And then again, pairing that her favorite contestants are Dela, Bianca, and Jinx um, could have been three winners, um, but they, they, they all have a very specific style of drag that now I can see it. I can see her being funny, but also being a super kind because she has the goods to back it up. Exactly. Yeah. What do you think, Felicia? Yeah, she's just giving me like stunning, gorgeous, polished, as I said, like Amanda Lepore, who I love. Like, like, what? Yeah, those cheekbones, those lips are cut. um, Yeah. Um, And the fact that she makes a lot of her own stuff is like really amazing because, like, these stuff, this looks all so good. Like, this, she works with patterns so well and like such cool printed fabric. Um, Like, I'm so excited for her. This is the kind of drag that I love. I think it's really really interesting because this podcast and the preview for um, Belgique, none of us compare notes. We we all submit our excitement points on our own. But again, both podcasts, almost the same on the top, all the same on the bottom. There's something that we're all now starting to realize when it comes to drag race what makes a good promo and what makes a good first impression. Yeah. And this bitch has got it. If she's the first out, well, she made a good first impression because I'm still going to want to follow her and figure out what she's doing next. 
Because totally. she ends up winning. Yeah. I, we can all say we knew it because she we knows saw that coming. Is. Yeah. Um, and that's a really, really important part of standing out in this new world of drag race where there are so many franchises. You have to be the best, not only in your territory, but the world. And I think she's got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm very excited. Like again, like it takes me getting to our last contestant for me to be like, yes, I'm excited for the season. I don't care that I have to have three podcasts just for Drag Race and Survivor coming up at the same time. <laughs> um, I'm excited. I'm very excited. Um, but yeah, also this this color. I don't think you can do wrong in this. Gosh. So true. Absolutely. It's, it probably is literally the best color for drag. When, when you I think, think drag, yeah. you either think of like this or like purple, I think. Yeah, like, <laughs> like I think we had um, the pink runway on Drag Race. Couldn't tell you what season at this point. Uh, but everyone chose five. this color. Season uh, five. Yeah. No, there, there was another. Recently, we had another pink. Um, uh, we had a I pink could, recent might have been an national season. But everybody um, used this color as their runway. So there's something powerful about this. Um, mm-hmm. It's an absolute toot for me. Absolute toot. It's my top two of the promo Mm -hmm. yeah i would agree like definitely one of the strongest for sure a two without a doubt audience 95 percent two five percent boot i believe that is our number one of the promos now before we wrap this up i would like to ask you who do you think has the most instagram followers don't cheat don't go look (laughs) Um, Very Aman- what, what, what was her name? Um, Amandina? Amira? Amandira. Amira. <laughs> my favorite. Amira? <laughs> yeah, I would. my guess would be the same thing. All right, let's go through it. We're going to go from those who are, un- who are the lowest to the top. Um, I, I'm very proud to say that this cast is, has some contestants that are over 10K, unlike Belgique, who had zero under 10. All under 10K. Wait, uh-huh. All right, so the lowest, the lowest here with 2,196, meaning I have more followers, is Almighty Aphrodite. Uh, Antonina Nutshell at 2,246. Santana Sex Machine, 3,066. Electra, 5,305. I'm a Queen, 6,326. Then we get to Vanity Vane at 16.5 thousand. Admire Thunder Pussy, 19.2 thousand. Andigo at 25K, with number one being Fontana at 53.8 thousand, probably because of the Sweden's Got Talent thing. Yeah, that's what I'm that thinking. That would make sense. Yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> so then now learning that information, that totally makes sense. Um, but also, if we're going by talent, I'm sure she's earned those followers as well. Yeah. Um, hopefully, some of our new friends will get over the 10K hump. I know it's a little difficult because there are a lot of people who just don't watch the international seasons as, as much as I do because it's get me content. Um, but yeah, th- this is going to be a really interesting season. Uh-huh. Um, I do feel bad for both Belgium and Sweden that they kind of have to compete for time right now because they are both new kids on the block. And you, I don't think a lot of at least English speakers are going to watch both at once especially with drag race season 15 happening at the same fucking time and we're going back to 90 minute episodes yay yeah. next week or the week after um, i think in two weeks 
I think two, two weeks. weeks. Um, yeah, we're almost there. We're we're almost there. Um, but no matter what, this is going to be a fun season. And again, based on that teaser trailer, I think we're going to get some amazing drag. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Any final thoughts before we wrap this podcast up, Miss Felicia? Give us some final thoughts. Um, I'm just excited to see what Sweden has to offer. I'm excited to learn how to pronounce it in Swedish. Hopefully we'll get that <laughs> within like the first five minutes. Uh, and yeah, that's what I'm excited for. Fierce Queens. Mm-hmm. LG. Yeah, I think like we've been saying throughout the episode, there's just so much to learn and so much that we will get to experience because there's such limited information coming from the official accounts right now in terms of the queens. So I'm really, really looking forward to getting to know them, to seeing all that they have to offer and their talents. And yeah, just, you know, another way to see some drag from around the world. I'm here for it. Uh, will I be taking a trip to Sweden? Who knows? Maybe. I'll, I'll find out. Where can we find you both? Scandinavia. <laughs> yeah, right. Listen, where can we find you both on social media and Venmo and any projects you want to plug? OG? Yeah, you can find me primarily on Instagram. My handle is OG double underscore fag, F-A-G. So definitely give a follow. I love to post memes and stuff on my story. That's a lot of what's happening right now. So be there. Amazing. Miss Felicia, what about you? You can follow me at, on Instagram at Miss Felicia. That's at M-I-S-S-F-E-L-L-A-T-I-A. Um, I'm also on there as a boy. Unlike Electra, I have a separate page. You can follow me there at T Grunin. Um, you can catch me in drag the first Wednesday, the third Thursday of every month. I host a bingo sycamore in brooklyn come through it's a fun time amazing well thank you both for being here thanks for having us yeah this was so much fun thank you a big thanks to my panel for coming on subscribing your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review while you're there don't forget to visit buymeacoffee.com slash block talk to show support for the pod if you have any questions or comments drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link like listen love until next time i'm michael block and that was block talk <laughs>